pray with me. God, Mother, Father of us all, in whom our joy finds perfect peace, enter, we beseech you, into the crowded ends of our lives. Quiet the tumult and the disorder, and let your strength impel us to make an ample place for the advent of your blessed child, Emmanuel, God with us. Move us by such joy as we have had in Jesus Christ and in you to praise your holy will and wisdom. Make us glad after the way of your spirit through Jesus Christ. Amen. Everyone loves that good old Christmas story about Ahaz, right? Good King Ahaz, he looked out on the feast of, uh, oh, what, what's that? You, you, you say you don't remember the story and there's no such carol? No one loves or wrote a song praising Ahaz, king of Judah. Well, why is that, I wonder? Because Ahab, Ahaz is stubbornly stuck in his ways? because he's afraid to take a chance on God, because he's so obsessed with the present that he cannot see the future. Okay, well, in case you don't remember, let me fill you in. Ahaz was the king of Judah, grandson of Isaiah, a young ruler in Jerusalem during the time of first Isaiah. What's that? You say, uh, skip the details and get to the point? <laughs> All right. But you need to know a little background. The rulers of a couple of neighboring kingdoms, Ephraim or Israel and Aram or Syria, were mad at Ahaz because he would not join them in an action against Sennacherib, the ruler of the Assyrian Empire. And it sounds like familiar politics. We, we, we read these stories in the daily press, right? Now, you really couldn't blame Ahaz for being cautious since the Assyrians had already invaded that northern kingdom of Israel and pretty much hauled all of his cousins off into exile. <laughs> no, sir. Ahaz was no fool. He was having no part of a fight with the Assyrians. They were really the world leader, the dominant empire of the day. He was having no part of a fight with the Assyrians. But the result was his nearest neighbors were planning to get together and conquer his kingdom because he wouldn't join them. See, poor Ahaz was stuck between a rock and a hard place. In fact, he was desperate enough to be in serious thought about asking the Assyrians to help him out against his pesky neighbors. Politics never change, do they? Enter Isaiah onto the scene, just what, I, just what Ahaz needed. Some self-righteous prophet claiming to speak for God. Listen, Ahaz, trust God. He will take care of you. The kings of Aram and Ephraim will be out of business before you know it, and you, are sure, as, you sure as heck don't want to climb into bed with those Assyrians. And old Sennacherib, he'll eat you alive. <laughs> 
But poor Ahaz is too terrified of his present dilemma to look very far into the future. Trusting God is a lovely idea, isn't it? But Ahaz can see no practical purpose in it. He's a realist. It's much easier to see the kings of Aram, Ephraim, and Assyria than than it is for him to see God. Thus we arrive at the text I read. Ahaz has refused the prophet's offer of God's help. The prophet presents an almost defiant exhortation then to the recalcitrant Ahaz. Go ahead then, God says. Put me to the test. Well, suddenly pious Ahaz refuses to put God to the test. And you can see why. It really goes against all tradition, right? Remember that Jesus rebuked Satan for trying to put God to the test. It provides just one more challenging option for poor Ahaz. And frankly, he is up to his eyeballs in options. No no thanks, Isaiah. I I think I'll stick with my original plan to go with Sennacherib and the Assyrians. Fool, says the prophet. Your lack of faith has worn God out. God is going to give you a sign anyway. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. God with us. Before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before those two kings who you so dread will be deserted. And you know, that's just how things worked out. And that's why we don't remember Ahaz today or sing songs about him. He got it wrong. His lack of faith did him in. Walter Brueggemann writes of this text that it tells of an epic battle between faith and fear. In the case of Ahaz, fear wins out. The relationship of his people to God goes back centuries before Ahaz is born. Over and over, God encourages the ancestors of Ahaz to put their faith in God that trusting God will not only get them through the hard times, but will lead them to really good times. Ahaz knows the ancient story well, and still he lets fear overwhelm him. Sound familiar at all? Ever find yourself in that place? Now we do need to be... Now, we do need to be clear in considering this tale that faith is not a matter of assenting to a set of beliefs. That is not faith. Faith, you see, is trusting in your bones that God is with you and that God will take care of you. Yes, I know that sometimes the road winds uphill and down, It can be steep and full of curves, and the way ahead is not clear at all. And still, you know that the one who holds the future walks with you day by day and step by step. 
I can't explain it all to you. I can't explain it all to myself. I can just tell you that I know it is true. As the old song reassures, the one who holds the future is the one who holds my hand. And like King Ahaz, we can pray with Thomas Merton, the great mystic. My Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself and the fact that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope that I, and I hope I have that desire in all that I'm doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, Merton says, I will I trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear. For you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. And what of Advent, let alone Christmas? Well, Isaiah may not be foreseeing Matthew's account of Jesus' birth when he speaks of Emmanuel. But both he and the gospel writer understand and put their faith their trust, their very lives into service of this great truth. God is with us. Say that with me. God is with us. As John Boswell's written, when God has made all the written and the oral arguments that God can make through the law and the prophet, God grows weary of those efforts and decides to come in the most powerful argument that can be made. God comes in the flesh, takes human form, lives among us, you and me. We do know something of human life, yes? Perhaps we can yet put our trust in the one who shares our human existence, who shows us the way to be fully human and leads us, in a sense, home to the God who made us and loves us with infinite love. The story of Ahaz is a very political one, as is the story of Jesus. But they take such different routes. In fear, Ahaz turns to the biggest power on earth. He puts his faith in military might. He decides to run with the big dogs. In faith, Jesus turns to the power that transcends every earthly power we can imagine or invent. Jesus puts his trust in love. He decides to go with God. Born in a palace, Ahaz can't imagine life without his illusions that might and wealth will ultimately save him. 
born in a stable, Jesus can only imagine, can only imagine a life that lifts us to heaven because he knows how to let go and rise on the wings of love. The day laborer Joseph trusts this same word from the lips of the angel as do Mary and the shepherds and the magi. See, those with open eyes and ears, with open hearts and minds, see the holy presence. They hear the angels sing. They turn toward love that is on the way, and they make room in their lives. We started this Advent with the notion that we might need to be in preparation. Preparation for a journey to the mountain of God where the Christ might be born once more in each of us, you and me. And if Christ is born anew in us, if the transforming power of love is alive once more in us, we may also, with fear and trembling, with courage and joy, put God to the test as we reach for renewal and commit ourselves once more to building the city of God. That work which Ahaz could not imagine becomes our life's work. Love is on the way. Can you hear it? Can you see it? Can you feel it? Will you trust it? Will you live it? Amen.